Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont. And with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this Thursday evening? I'm I'm calm. I'm here. You know, it's I'm looking forward to a three-day weekend. So. Yeah, yeah. We, we do have a, a three-day weekend coming up. Uh, happy Martin Luther King weekend. Hopefully, folks will uh, get some time off and also hopefully you can do a day of service in their community as well um a lot of good projects that are, i'm sure people can come up with so yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. if they're good human beings not like me <laughs> <laughs> i guess for you let's go shoveling someone's ice out there porch or something Jesus, like it's, it's just a lot i knew i knew how much fell but seeing yeah. it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when you try like I was shoveling yesterday because we got a few more inches mm-hmm. and it's like it's like you're just shoveling off a layer of ice. And that's the scary part. It's never the snow. It's always mm-hmm. the ice where people freak out. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, that's well, that can lead to a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I know here in here in North Carolina, uh, we're, we're looking at a potential ice event uh, this this weekend. So sort of like oh okay making sure i have everything and you know and with ice you know at least with snow you can like do stuff with ice you know the big issues like power outages and stuff so but anyway enough about weather yeah enough about all of that weather talk we do have some news to get through um i think the boys season three release date is for june yep june 3rd and they'll be releasing the first three episodes of the of the new season okay well it worked for them last time i mean this this show is amazing so i kind of wish that they would just like parcel out the pieces but i think that we got the first two episodes last season yeah i think that was right yeah and and there was a reason for that so i i bet there's going to be a good reason why they want to do the first three yeah yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, I'm lo- really looking forward to it. I know they had the little uh, teaser with uh, Homelander in that press conference of Starlight and the the, the detached grin <laughs> that he had at the Maniacs. It was, it was it was it was so like creepy. And I've been I mean I've been trying also to watch the seven on sevens that they've had the little little snippets that they've had on YouTube over the last um, seven months as well. So those. If you, I think I want to say they are done now. I think the last one was, uh, I guess, you know, I guess the big thing Huey had a suit. Who knew? But uh, yeah, but uh, definitely looking forward to season three of the boys. Yep, especially with Ackles. With Ackles, yeah. Um, Quantum leap, Rubate, Rub. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Quantum leap. Reboot is going to pilot. Um, so that's, I guess, a good thing. I, I don't know. I'm probably not going to watch that show, but. Yeah, I, I will watch it. I mean, it, you know, it was one of those things that uh, in the 90, early, late 80s, early 90s, I definitely was a huge fan of. Still, when I get in a nostalgic mood, we'll, we'll watch episodes uh, of the show. But uh, yeah, this is um, basically. A reboot. Not sure. You know, sadly, Dean Stockwell passed away recently, so obviously Al won't be a part of this. But um, 
it sounds like they are going to have a new crew who are going to be picking up where Sam Beckett left off and trying to find out the mysteries of why Sam uh, disappeared and, and, and why he hasn't been able to come back home. And so, you know, so hopefully Scott Bakula will show up, but it'll but it'll definitely be a new cast and it'll be set, you know, in the present day. And as far as 30 years after the original time when Sam stepped into the quantum leap accelerator. So I I this is one of the things that's been like rumored for years and it's finally come into fruition. Yeah. And and we're very used to that rumors, fruition, and then cancellation. Yeah. <laughs> or not getting picked up for pilot. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They shoot the pilot and then the pilot is they're like, Yeah, how about not? We yeah, okay. We're, we're not gonna go to series order. We're you know, yeah, okay. Yeah. Or yeah. and then when that happens, cast members change and you yeah. know, I mean, Powerpuff girls. There yeah. you go. No, there you not. go. We know what happened there. Yep. <laughs> um, head over to Warner Brothers in DC land. Um, it was announced that the Batman will be PG-13. Not surprised. You know, I the, the Batman, it does not need to be a rated R movie. I, I don't, I never was on board for that. Um, PG-13, this, this is a movie you want a lot of people to see. I think based on the trailers, they might be able to do some really creepy stuff. I mean, they did it with the Dark Knight, mm-hmm. um, but they might be able to make this more edgy without bloodshed or like cursing and stuff. So, you know, yeah. not surprised. Yeah, I wasn't surprised either. I know a lot of people were really hoping that it would be rated R, but you're right. You want to have as broad an audience as, as you can with this particular film, and they'll and, and Dark Knight did, was able to do a lot of creepy things, like you said, with uh, a PG thirteen rating. So yeah, you know, at this point, the only thing that we're all just kind of holding our breaths on is whether or not it'll still be released on March fourth. Yeah, I just, I mean, I guess I just don't understand. There's sometimes when it's necessary to be rated R, but at the same time, sometimes when movies get the rated R um, rating, they they like push it too mm-hmm. far, where it's just like, yeah. okay, we get it. Suicide yeah. Squad, too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, and it just kind of it diluted the the, the film to. Well, I mean, I guess with the Suicide Squad, I mean, you know, clearly James Gunn had a had a, had had his vision in mind, and and that he wasn't able to do in the in the Marvel universe because Marvel has to Disney's want us to keep that as broad as possible. But Suicide Squad, being what it is, he really wanted to, he, you know, he he really wanted to play in that rated R playground, but. I think you're totally right about Batman. We could definitely tell these stories have the same intensity and everything without the gratuitous gore. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, And you will not find gore on the potential new CW show that will feature new series um, and star David Ramsey, who's going to return as Diggle called Justice You. But this is just funny that they announced this right after last week. We're talking about how... CW is up for sale. So who knows if this will ever right. come to fruition? I mean, yeah. a lot of people are starting to wake up and realize the Arrowverse 
was definitely a thing of the 2010s and and we're in the 2020s <laughs> so. yeah. yeah and there's no guarantee i mean that this will even even make it to pilot i mean right now it's just still in development so yeah. so yeah which which is just a curse <laughs> yeah i mean i think and maybe it's because we follow these items from the moment they're announced to through the filming to the finally the first episode so for us it feels like forever and then mm -hmm. everyone else when they see the trailer they're like oh that's coming out oh yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. like yeah we've been yeah. talking about it for two years yeah <laughs> i completely actually i completely missed this our one of our listeners actually like sent it to me uh to my uh, personal twitter account i was like oh okay because i yeah my day was nuts today and i it just like oh I, I, I saw it I was and I saw it was it was buried within a, another story and I thought it was possible clickbait but then once I clicked on it so it was from Variety I was like oh okay this is legit but uh, because we always hear these like oh such and such is in development and so and so is going to be doing this so I was, when I first saw it I, I did think it was just kind of a clickbaity thing but then I saw it was actually in all the trades and and that it really was in development and and also a part of the deal was uh ramsey was going to direct the pilot if it does indeed get a a, a pilot order mm -hmm. as well as uh, he signed on to continue to direct other additional shows in the dc verse uh i guess the cw verse is i guess what they're calling it now so you know so he'll continue to do that and and i was thinking about the show with how it was described as like justice you and the first thing i actually thought about was all right they're just doing a knockoff of the boys spinoff because you know the boys spinoff is also doing a college based show where we are going to vault you so right. i was like yeah so i was like that was my first thought and then my second thought was well this makes sense for, for diggle just how they're using him now in these shows because he's he's become like this mentor for uh, all you know, all the other characters, you know, when he's been like popping up on Batwoman and The Flash and and even Superman and Lois, so so I was like, okay, well, I could I could see how they're trying to carry this forward with him training five young metas to to enter the superhero life. Yeah, yeah. We'll see if both shows actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> I feel as though we heard about the the boys for two years now. Yeah. No. yeah. I think they have been actually casting people. So we'll see. What, yeah. But you're right. It's like, okay, when is this going to really happen here? <laughs> with yeah. this, Maybe with it'll this happen stuff. before or after we ever see Gotham PD. I don't know. Yeah. Or, Goth or Gotham Knights. <laughs> or Gotham Knights. Um. One thing that we have been tracking and we have seen a pilot for that dropped earlier this week is Naomi season one kicked off. And um, this was, and I think we've had this discussion a few times. Well, you know me, I'm never mm -hmm. a fan of pilots. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I hate to say it. I, I like this didn't do anything for me. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, we're setting up like, <laughs> <laughs> like this is just I don't know there was never a moment um I like the integration of Superman without having it be in this actual like connected to Superman and Lois yeah. um 
the idea that she's adopted. And so that's why she, she um, prefers that superhero over all others. And then they hint at a potential other connection. Um, but the other thing that kind of bothered me was something that I continue to have a problem with in regards to star girl. Mm. Do you know what I'm going to say? <laughs> oh, you can go in so many directions. I'll let you go ahead and drop it. Okay. Okay. Uh, this shouldn't surprise you, Will, because you've heard me say this complaint about Courtney on star girl way too many times. <laughs> um, so, so Naomi is a bit too perfect, mm. like a bit too, she she's the geek but she's also the cool kid and she also yeah. has a lot of people attracted to her and she has a good family life but she's missing something and i don't know there it just i don't get a sense of the underdog here there's mm. something about the way they set up this character where i'm just like okay so <laughs> so <laughs> she she's going to get cooler <laughs> yeah. what we're going for um, but I mean, this was just the first episode, so yeah. hopefully more will come. Um, yeah, yeah. But those are my thoughts. Yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, I think so. I enjoyed the pilot. I, I, I really did it. Um, so Naomi is relatively new character in the DC comics lore. I mean, she was first introduced in 2019. So, uh, you know, it's not like we have 50 years worth of, like, source material to, to really go from. I mean, right now there's only six comic books, and I think the second series volume is going to drop, I think, later this year. So I, I did start reading the comics, and, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty, they're pretty, pretty solid. Uh, and just the just sort of get familiar with the character a little bit because I really don't know, didn't know much about her before uh, other than she was adopted. And uh, I guess she, one of the interesting things that they're doing with this show is there's no other superheroes in this universe. Right. And yes. so, so Superman really was, you know, it was, her, it was her favorite comic book character, you know, and I like that moment where she was in the comic book shop and, and of course, like you said, she is the popular kid and, and you know, possibly bisexual. So she was like flirting with girl in the comic book shop. And then also, you know, we have her her other boyfriend that they went out on a few dates. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with you that 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 it is possible that this show could fall into the Stargirl trap where there's no no rough edges to to Naomi at this point. But you know, well, debate club champ. I mean, there's all those like all those elements. So, I, you know, I think the the pilot did what it was. I think it achieved the one thing as far as just sort of setting up all the players that we are going to see, and like D, the uh, Zumbadu, the used car salesman, and and clearly he has that connection with Naomi, and and same with with D as well. That somehow all these. A, a, people from another earth all came to this little town in Oregon in, in, on or about March 14 of 2014. Uh, or they were already there. And of course, then her capsule came and, you know, that was her, you know, that was the adoption date. But, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, it was, it, it, 
It was good. I mean, it was Ava. I think has has potential here with this show. I mean, hopefully, it doesn't go the route of the Wrinkle and Time movie that she made. Because uh, yeah, I think I, mean, I I think there's potential. It's the first episode. Yeah. New character. They got a lot yeah. of players. I hope to God they have more players to set up though, because between the two, between what what. D and um, Zumbaba. Zumbaba. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like, these just are creepy guys. Yeah. <laughs> and and just just staring at Naomi and and for some reason they keep like wandering up to her and you're just like, dude, she's a kid. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't. Why are you putting yourself in the? I don't know. There were some weird moments where I'm just like, this probably sh- could have been written a little bit better to make it like less as though there's only five adults in this town and they all happen to know Naomi. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. one aspect that I did like, and I hope they delve into more um, to complicate this world is um, this is the first time we've seen a superhero like on a military base mm-hmm. yes to an extent and so i like that aspect of her her life being a military brat mm-hmm. um the fact that she she's um she's not only adopted but she's kind of being taken all over the place but it, i do get a sense that this has been home for a while so i'm not sure yeah. how much of the the moving and constantly getting pulled to other locations um, they're going to do, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I thought that was a very good dynamic that they just set up between the, the military brats and the townies and, you know, to sort of set up that interpersonal conflict with, with all the characters and, and, it, and maybe we'll start to see like some imperfect spots or what, or as her powers start to, to manifest itself and, but you know, but but I could definitely see either she'll it'll go one of two ways. It'll go like you said, the way that we've seen Courtney that first season be like too perfect, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, or, or hopefully maybe we'll see it evolve with how Courtney was in season two. With but even at that, she was still even though she was perfect, and they tried to like help have her have shades of gray. She was still, at the end of the day, like perfect Courtney. And so, um, you know, so maybe with, maybe her, maybe Naomi's imperfections will be just, uh, you know, learning how to use her powers and, and her and, and her growth as, as she learns about more about herself and, and, and in this town. So, yeah, uh, it's very out. Yeah, or or her relationships with other people, with some of yeah. with you know with with some of the other kids. Yeah, I think um, I think it's it's similar to what we were talking about last week in regards to Spider Man. If you're gonna be like this really good all together kind of, or not all together, but this this kid who has these powers, mm-hmm. um, I I think maybe imperfection is not the right word. Um, maybe it's more of like, I need them to lose something. Yes, she's adopted yeah. and she lost her parents. Tragic. We yeah. don't know her parents. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> and and she got adopted to what looks like to be a really healthy family. Yes. So, so it's just if they're going to really push that, I suspect. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm wondering how much that will um, get across to the viewers and um, and really like make make the character more three dimensional. Yeah. Um, right. Because of that. So. Yeah. yeah. But. I agree. I agree. I mean, but I mean, long and short of it, this show, I mean, it, it, it was entertaining. It was an entertaining hour and I liked it. It was, but I think it, if it's going to be something that is going to sustain me, then they've got to definitely do some more things to make it stand out because right now it's just kind of, like you said, just too perfect. Reminds me, you know, one of the things we did, we're worried, we're concerned about was, was it going to be, like I said, it rep replicate some of the bad parts of Stargirl, which like Courtney being too perfect, and that was mm -hmm. one of the, that's one of the things that that is doing right now. So it, it, it's just you know there are a lot of shows out there and a lot of content moving right now. I mean, we got Peacemaker, for example, dropping today, and mm -hmm. and and other shows that'll be uh, continuing on other networks. So it's yeah, they're, I think they're definitely. Hopefully, as as the series progresses, it will it will start to get its own voice and and not be so and take some chances and, and so it can really stand out because otherwise it's going to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, I mean, especially because Superman and Lois came back. Yeah. Without missing a beat. Oh yeah, I was like that show was. Uh, I, I I really enjoyed the, the kickoff for this season. It was the last show I watched last night. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to watch it. And then I thought to myself, you know what? I just, I have time. I'm just, I'm just going to sit down and watch it. It was honestly the, uh, like between Naomi and Boba Fett, I was doing other things and mm -hmm. watching it. So yeah. I was only yeah. half engaged for most of those. We'll mm -hmm. get into Boba Fett and why. Yeah. <laughs> but with Superman and Lois, I really sat down and and there were times when I could have done something else during it, but I didn't feel like I wanted to because yeah. I was very fascinated by what was going on. And the thing about this episode, very, very limited fight sequences, mm -hmm. very limited Superman action. It was a story. It was a continuation of where yeah. we left off with Lois. Mm -hmm. And this is the thing that continues to surprise me about this show Yes, the show is called Superman and Lois, but my God, if Lois was written differently or played by a different actress, this show would not work. Okay. Like, I think this show works mainly because of the actress, Bitsy, mm -hmm. and, and just how that character is written. Everything she did in this episode, I was just like, this is great. I, this is why we really like season one. They're they're continuing it, um, and and it's nothing against the other actors. Everybody's on their A game in the show. I mean, the kid actors could could up it, but I'll always have issues. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, I was just, I was just surprised. Um, the fact that they hinted about her own mom abandoning her. Mm -hmm. And how she's trying to sort through her feelings in regards to Natalie with that abandonment. So we know that we might see um, her mother in the future, which would be interesting. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, the, I didn't really care for the whole the boys wanting to have sex with their girlfriends. <laughs> I was like, okay, but at the same time, like this show kind of kind of has to have that to balance it out, I guess, to make it more of an all around family show. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, you're 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 right. Um, this uh, Bitsy as Lois is is really the heart to me of the of the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, and 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 you know there was a three month time jump, and you know sometimes time jumps in TV shows work, you know, well. Sometimes they don't, but you know, it, but what I liked about the time jump, and, and you you nailed it with with your analysis that you started out. They started with Lois and the issues that when we left the Kents and yep. Lanes, the whole issue with. Natalie, yep, and 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 all her feelings, and and I don't, I mean, I don't want to repeat what you what you said, but I mean, it really, I mean, you know, think back to season one, that episode where we learned that that Clark and Lois had had that miscarriage, and yep. the and the, and just the, the, the sheer emotions of that, and then the through line with discover, you know, with Natalie at the end of season one, and then and then a very realistic thing where Lois was angry at Clark because somehow, you know, and it's, a, it's not a rational thing, but it was a, you know, she, he, she felt in some ways he's responsible with it. It was like, and it was like how real couples like interact as mm-hmm. far as what we you know when, you know, there may be, you know, your partner may be like sniping about something and your, the other partners like, and that, you know, and we had that in this episode where, where Clark, was talking to, to Lana and, and and to even to um, uh, Lana's husband um, as well about what's going on and you know and it was that you know it's, it's the type of conversations that you know friends have and and you know whenever they're they're significant other or whatever is like upset about something and you're like I don't know what's going on you know why are you sniping or whatever and then you know and it's not you know you think it's one thing but actually it's it's something else. And I, and they and they dealt with that honestly in the show. Like Lois is like the reason why I'm upset, Clark, is because of what you you know what you talked about, which is her being a, abandoned. And you know, they, and I like the way they 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 handle that maturely instead of drawing it out for drama's sake. Yeah, and it also wasn't what even the viewers were expecting. Mm-hmm. Like like we only we only know um, General Lang, but we never or. General um, Lane, but mm-hmm. we never think about the mom and the fact that the mom was absent all season. So, so you kind of think like, oh, she's she's gonna admit it's about Natalie, and she did, but then they twisted it with that right. fall, um, which is again gonna foreshadow a potential arrival later on this season. Yeah, because you wouldn't drop a nugget like that out of nowhere. Exactly. Um, but on top of that, then you have all of the moments between Natalie and Henry and the realization that, yeah, they are not in a good spot. And, man, Henry was was about ready to make his peace with it, move mm-hmm. on. And then Natalie come, drops down to earth and it's like, oh, shit, this yep. is not going to be as easy. It is curious why she wanted to stay, even though everything was so hard. 
Yeah. Um, but they've decided to stay. And maybe it's just because even though everything is different, it's still somewhat familiar with them. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they're just grasping to try to retain any sort of part of their previous life. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And then the other thing that I I was very I very small bit um, definitely foreshadowing for the rest of the season and what what Clark slash Superman will be dealing with and this whole idea like trying kind of being put at odds between protecting just America versus protecting Earth. Mm-hmm. I thought that was clever. Yeah, um, curious to see where that leads as well. Yeah, yeah, they they went full in on the uh, new slogan we got. We learned at DC Fandom of truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, I like what they did there as far as weaving that into 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 the story. I mean, of course, they they did it, you know, ob- obviously with the comic book, but they also in live action are, are, are weaving that into into it and and the allegiances and it and you know we've seen some of these things before um, in both DC and Marvel, like when you think about the Sokovia Accords and the uh, MCU and, and, and then, you know, with the uh, Batman v Superman, I think when he was on trial, uh, you know, at the congressional hearing and people holding him accountable for, for his actions, right. who, or who is he accountable to? So, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad they're bringing that element into this, into this universe as well, uh, as far as who is Superman accountable to? And and the tension between Clark and or Superman and, and, and Lieutenant Anderson, uh, it, it really, you know, with the, the whole thing like, well, you know, couldn't you just drop the submarine on U.S. soil? I mean, it was, uh, yeah, that you know, it's definitely setting it up. And then, of course, with the with the metas that the army had developed. I mean, we saw hints of that, I guess, last season with the with the lab with uh, Morgan Edge uh, with the uh, Kryptonians that they had. Uh, he was developing with his Kryptonian army, uh, with the I guess I guess the souls from people from from there, but uh, but now we're seeing the army. You know, I guess that was probably one of General Lane's contingency plans, and also right. it's nice parallels too to like what we saw from the with with Edge and 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 thinking about Henry's world where they had you know these armies of of, of supermen. And you know, basically, you know, le- leading to the downfall of that Earth. And now yeah. we're now we're starting to see that being developed by the United States here on this Earth. So you know, so is it are you know, it's one of those things where this like, are, you know, once the genie's out of the bottle with the, with 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 these people, what what problems you know could could come from that? So not only do you have, you know, say, and, and, and so, yeah, so there's, there's that piece. And of course, Clark is still, you know, getting whammied from his, his fights with edge. So they didn't drop that. So those, you know, so those, those are definitely like great things that they're going to be playing with throughout this season. So they, they, they really set up some really interesting conflicts for, for, for the, for the family. They 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 did a lot of setup, but what I really appreciated was it felt like there was momentum, and it mm-hmm. was also like what you you mentioned about how 
the the we literally just start exactly with the same scene where we left off and then they do the flat movement forward but it's it was more focused on the emotions of the characters as opposed mm -hmm. to the fallout for mm -hmm. the with edge um mm -hmm. it was more about just th that emotional idea of natalie being there and what does it all mean um and then, of course, the, the town itself is still getting over everything that happened with Edge. Yeah. Um, um, and it's still Smallville, so they're still in the state of being a small town in financial crisis and jobs and economy yeah. and all of that. So so we we have some movement um, there. And it just, I don't know, it felt I'm like we just got done talking about Naomi and how I feel about pilots first episodes of seasons in general, for me, they always just feel a little bit slower, a little bit more expositional, but this one, I felt like it was a, maybe a mid season, like yeah. they've been on hiatus for a few weeks and we just came back. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. It definitely, definitely did not lose any momentum with the time off. And uh, you're right. I mean, it, it just really, uh, I, I like I like the way you said that. I mean, it really did didn't just it just picked up, and and, I, and I'm glad you brought up the the what's going on in the town, right? And 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 all the issues there, and and and, and Lana helping the uh, person run for mayor, and which you know eventually she's going to be the mayor herself, but we, but uh, but uh, but the, the, those small town politics because i think what it does it helps ground the show right but still but we're still in a superhero world but it helps it helps it re re remain grounded outside of clark and lois because yes yes clark and lois we're, we're definitely getting that dynamic of you know superman having to have the talk with his sons and and clark awkwardly like admitting that he was a virgin until he was older than both probably both his boys will, will be whenever you know that and 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 you know and have you know so you have those kind of things that ground it just with those characters but i think by integrating the town into it really really creates a, a good vibe of just overall groundedness yes there's superheroes and people doing all their things and 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 yeah, Superman shows up in our town, but and then fights. Well, it's a town with, that that is in a world yeah. with a known superhero. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's a little bit different than the town that they're trying to set up with Naomi, which is more <laughs> trying to make it a, like a real life town, right? Um, who's just gonna all of a sudden a, a kid with powers is gonna come out of the woods? Yeah, yeah. And theoretically, kid like men with powers have been walking around. Right. doing stuff pulling superman stunts anyway we already talked about that show <laughs> yeah um, yeah we have one more show to get to. oh yeah but one one last thing before we leave superman and lois can't we can't we can't drop off that show without talking about the ending as well with the little the little tease there at the, at the end okay yeah so i don't uh, know what that is well, so yeah so yeah well well i will i will i will fill in the gap for folks who may have missed it uh and and it's uh, doomsday okay yeah and it was confirmed by the showrunner i mean he thought that he went ahead and said yes it's doomsday we'll get a little bit more teasing next episode and we'll get the full reveal for the 
on the third episode that Doomsday is there. But apparently, I guess this is just villain A, because he said there's something more coming down the pipeline that um, will will be another challenge for for our hero later in the, later in the season. So, but yeah, this this uh, that that sequence at the end was actually a homage to uh, to a comic to a uh, cover from a previous Superman comic. But yeah. uh, well, I I'm I'm glad to hear it's only villain A because, yeah. and, but I'm also not surprised considering um, Doomsday always comes with other villains. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I, yeah, and when I realized, when I was thinking that I was, uh, yeah, I actually thought about Krypton. Yeah. Once again, yeah. We, we we come back to Krypton. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Um. All right. So this will be a really short say. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Um, I was thinking about it today. Mm-hmm. Here, here's the thing. I keep remembering. For some reason, after watching these three episodes of Boba Fett, I thought I thought back on my reaction initially to Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. First season, it took me a while, yeah. a while to get on board. Even even though we meet we meet the cute little baby Yoda in the very beginning, like it took me a while. Um, and season two far better than season one of that show. Yes. So now to get Boba Fett. And for there to be like like little to no di- dialogue in the first episode, to just to just feel like there's always walking. There's a lot <laughs> of freaking walking, and I'm like, this is not Lord of the Rings. Why is there so much walking happening? Um, yeah, and and to get this episode, which like, just it's just boring. <laughs> <laughs> It's so incredibly boring, and and I kind of felt better about my opinion of this show when I was listening to people who are diehard Star Wars fans yeah. also talk about it and have the same comment. <laughs> There's just something, there, there isn't anything that's happening that's causing a lot of intrigue. Mm. I mean, you can kind of see what they're doing, the fact that yeah he's taken over but like whenever a new person comes into power they forget oh now you actually have to rule now you actually have yeah. to yeah. um to protect this this claim you have over this piece of land um which is always easier said than done they tried to do this in game of thrones um towards the end of it so mm-hmm. it's um We've kind of seen these kind of issues occur before. Of course, this is the first time technically in Star Wars. Um, so hopefully that's what's taking so long. They're just doing a lot of setup. But I'm I'm so checked out of this show. <laughs> it's sad. Yeah, I, I, I hear that. I mean, I've heard that a lot. I mean, I know just um, for... There's yeah, I mean I've heard I mean I was like listening to Harloff today talk about the third episode. Uh and how he was even he was, you know, he's like that hard Star Wars and he's like split on it. Um I so the first episode, I you know, a lot of people were very critical of it. And I, and I did you know, like you, I did th- go back and like it's like let's slow roll everybody because not yes, everybody had the there was the big reveal of baby Gragu, baby Yoda. 
at the end at the end of the first episode of Mandalorian. But there was a lot of grumbling that first season. Like, mm-hmm. was the show like speaking of walking? There was a lot of walking in yep. the first season of of Mandalorian. And so, uh, so you know, so that was one of those things where I was just like, okay, let me just sort of see where this is going. I, you know, I saw where they were in the first episode where they were setting up, tr- really trying to humanize the Tuscan Raiders. Because whenever we have seen this race, we've always seen them. Well, we we think about Attack of the Clones, where they they kidnap Shimi Skywalker and they are just these then brutal sand people who just don't have you know they're just they're just savages. Mm-hmm. And you know, and then as we have we saw them in season two of The Mandalorian, we learned that they're you know they really are the ancestral indigenous people of Tatooine. And mm-hmm. so and so when we get to Boba Fett, they just really fleshed it out even more. And especially in the second episode. Uh where we really get deeper. I mean we we, we learned a little bit about their culture in Mandalorian season two. We really learned a lot more about them as as Boba trains you know trains them, but also they train him in the ways of, of, of fighting, which we see that adapted into into his fighting style when he when he took out the bikers, for example. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, you know, so, so I liked that aspect. So for me, the, 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 clearly the standard episode for me so far has been season two, uh, episode two of season one for Boba Fett. I think it was, I think this show to me, when they've had the, the, the flashbacks to the past have been, has been much more interesting to watch than some of the present day stuff, because the present day stuff is like, like you said, I mean, I, I was thinking the same thing. He's basically like the dog chasing after the bone. And then once he finally gets it, he didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. I mean, and that really was, I mean, that's been illustrated every single time. And also he's just like every single time. I mean, I know he's trying to train, change things up where he is, not like Jabba, where you know Jabba would be like, you know, kill them all, and he's like, nope, nope, yeah, I'm gonna give you another chance. Nope, nope, I'm gonna give you another chance. And so he's trying to like be benevolent, Boba. And so we're trying, I guess, we're trying to show some evolution from what everyone assumed was gonna be this bad, you know, the, the badassery thing that we've all had our preconceived notions about what a show about Boba Fett or a movie about Boba Fett would be like. Yeah, I. I mean, it's interesting because yesterday I I was thinking I prefer the third episode the most because the flashbacks, they have not been doing anything for me. Mm. Um, that's usually the time I go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, okay, it's a flashback. Just because what I noticed essentially in the first episode is the fl- flashbacks are not really adding to anything to the present day story. Or they haven't, for me at least. And okay. and a lot of this has been about politics. And I'm like, I don't know half the words you guys are talking about. So I'm already checked out. Mm-hmm. That's that's something else that I don't think either season one of Mandalorian or season two or um, season one of Boba Fett is doing a good job to where the casual viewer um, can can get on board with this character and this world in a very short amount of time, I feel like a lot of the 
dialogue used to set up these worlds. You have to already, like the assumption is you already know some of the races, some of the, um, mm-hmm. the figures that they're speaking about, right. um, which, which, yeah, there, there's definitely an audience section for that. And then there's me <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like, yeah, I, I've seen the well, movies. Yeah. I, I, I still have no idea about 75% of what's going on right now, but yeah, sure. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were, there were some nice callbacks. I mean, like, well, some things were like clear, I mean, something like the order of the night wind that's, that's completely new. Uh, and so it wasn't something that was pulled out of legends or anything like that. That was new black chrysanthemum. Well, I mean, that, you know, that's a character that was pulled from the Darth Vader comic. So, so yeah, so that's one of those things where, okay, but, you know, but it is premier because it's a Wookiee. So people, you know, oh, that's, you know, hey, that's, that's, that's black Chewbacca. So, <laughs> I mean, maybe, you know, so, so, you know, so there's elements of the story, but I, I definitely get your point that if you're not, if you're casual Star Wars, Star Wars fan or kind of, or, you know, I catch the movie Star Wars fan and, and, and I don't get into the comics or uh, some of the, animated stuff like clone wars or bad batch or anything like that yeah you, there's definitely i think there is some kind of like inside baseball that that does happen within the star wars universe at this point right uh, and and i think it can be very very hard for for some viewers who who may not be as steeped in that to really get like you said really get into it um as as, as much oh it doesn't resonate for them as much, but you know, like I said, I mean, it's, 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 it's an okay series. You're right. It's not, it's, it's not like appointment television, like the way Mandalorian season two in particular got to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that it's one of those things where they're, they're the victims of their own success now because everyone is expecting, but even see, I think back to season two of Mandalorian, I mean, I, I know there were a few episodes where folks like whenever they went to the, the one world where they were delivering the 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 pregnant mother. Oh yeah. Uh, people people were like, what, what what's going on here? So uh, we weren't. We weren't. We liked that episode. Yeah, that we did. Episode that everybody else was raving about, where we're like, what, why? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, so I think I, I think at, at its core, I think part of the reason why this series is not like clicking with a lot of folks is how it was kind of sold because the way the trailers and I didn't watch many, many of them, but the ones I did watch it, it, it seemed to be, it was going to be more action packed. We were going to get a lot of, yeah, Boba's the overlord of Todd and Wayne now, but he's, we're going to see badass Boba instead of, uh, instead of benevolent Boba. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's going to rule and be ambivalent and, I don't know, have very few interesting interactions. With yeah, him. well, the other thing that gets me, too, is like, and maybe this is part of the the, the, the the evolution of Boba, is he takes his helmet off, like, all the time. And I get that, you know, Demar Morrison is the star of the show and he's not true Mandalorian. So, you know, of course, he's taking the helmet off. But if, if but if you want to keep that mystique of the, the 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 ruthless bounty hunter, and then you take your head off, your, your gear off all the time. I mean, it's just 
it just to me it, it it takes away that that menacing factor that he could have. And I know Finnick is there to be the muscle now, and he's really there to be the to be the leader and 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 all. And, you know, and I, I still you know the way things are are, are going, I, I think Finnick's probably going to like turn on him. It it was it at this point it would not. I will be disappointed if she doesn't turn on him. Right. Yeah, that's what a lot of people are predicting. Yeah. Um, we shall see, or hopefully will we'll see. I don't. I don't know if I can watch <laughs> this. We'll. I will do my best. I do know that um, because of our content level, next yeah. week we won't be talking about Boba Fett. We will be talking about Batwoman, though. Yeah. So um, stay tuned for that. And on that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will and Polk on Twitter. That's W I L L M P O L K. And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. And our website is www.cenanerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. Bye.